Hi, I'm Angela Lovell, psychic witch and Hecate devotee. Today, I'm talking to the woman who literally wrote the book on Hecate. Welcome to Dear Witchy Poo. I'm so excited to have Cindy Brannon, PhD, author of Keeping Her Keys, Hecate's Modern Witchcraft, and Entering Hecate's Garden, The Magic, Medicine, and Mystery of Plant Spirit Witchcraft. In addition to writing two of my favorite books, Cindy's a psychologist and teacher. She teaches and writes from the crossroads of psychology, spirituality, and traditional wisdom, merging ancient knowledge with modern practices. Welcome, Cindy. <laughs> Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm so I, I told you we we just like ended up talking for I don't even know how long, almost an hour, just <laughs> just like so excited about all of this. Um, but I told you like I'm having a lot of authors on, and you're the first one I'm having on because I was just so excited that you said yes, you're one of my favorites. You've brought so much valuable information about I believe the most important goddess we have access to, uh, to the masses. You've done such incredible, I mean, your books, the, both of these books, you guys keeping her keys. Here, we, we have, we, that was the other thing too. We weren't going to do video and then it, you have this beautiful setup and I was like, let me figure it out. So, <laughs> but yeah, we've talked, we've already talked about a lot of weird stuff um, that we're going to try to come back to because some of it I thought was so good. Um, but I was over the moon I told you I got this letter. I can't wait to get your take on it, um, which ugh, there's just so much to say. Um, Dear Witchy Poo, I have stayed in a loveless marriage for way too long, as well as a job I hate. I'm honestly kind of embarrassed to write this. Whenever you talk about Hecate, I feel myself come alive. I feel like she could help me. Not only do I lack personal space for proper magic, but I also just can't believe the OG goddess would want to work with someone like me since I still haven't taken proactive measures to change my life. Any advice you can give on how to get Hecate ready would be greatly appreciated. And just to clarify, she hasn't really given me any of the usual signs. I just get a big hopeful feeling whenever you talk about her. It's a feeling I just don't know how to act on. Thank you so much for your help. Love and light, goddess shy. So, Cindy, shall we? The most. Yes, yes. I'm so excited to get into this. <laughs> I've been since you sent this to me. I was like, oh, I just like I can't wait to t to explore this and unpack it, and you know, kind of be like the 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 more experienced older witch sister. You know, kind of saying this yeah. is what's going on, and and just. There's so much in this. Um, one of the, and I, I feel like just right now, before we even get into it, there are so many um, people out there. Can we, do, so this is um, one question I have about this, actually, before we get too deep into it. Do we know if this is, uh, like, who is this writing this? Because it says God is shy. Do you think it's a woman or a man or what? Was I think it? it's my vibe is she's, I think it's a woman. Okay. Like a, identifies as a woman at, the, at least. I'm pretty sure she's brunette too. <laughs> like I got a clear, I know, I'm like, hmm, dark hair. <laughs> um, I just wanted to clarify that because, you know, I always like to take a moment to say, this is kind of how I'm approaching this. I feel like this is yeah. a woman. Um, and just to be clear, anything I'm talking about doesn't just apply to women. It applies to anyone at all. Yes. Um, there are some really unique um, experiences that 
uh, women are more likely to have than someone who identifies as other than a woman. That's not to say they can't have them. It's it's more likely to be a trajectory that women follow. It's not exclusive to women. Uh, It's not all women don't follow the same trajectory, but we're going to build upon this and talk about this as a very common um, letter that I've received over the years. And it's a very common emergent theme um, because I do collect a lot of data from the students in my school. You know, we have my beloved Google Forms and Excel spreadsheets and, you know, where people report their experiences. So Mm. for me as a researcher, you know, I want to I want to see the the themes. I want to see the emergent themes and what people are experiencing and talk about them from that way, because I think it's really important to channel and be intuitive um, to give our opinions. And I also firmly believe in research. Yeah, you Gemini. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, know, and knowing what others are experiencing, and then we can say this just isn't, isn't my opinion. You know, this is what. 200, 200 uh, students of mine had the similar kind of experience. Yeah, this is my informed opinion, but also these are facts. Yeah, these are yeah. Facts. facts are facts, right? Like 200 people have a similar experience. Then we're talking about a phenomenon. It's not an opinion. Oh, yeah, I like that. Right? And then because one of the things, so there's so much here. First of all, I just want to say to whoever wrote this, I'm with you um, and we're giving you space um, to be heard. And I think that is the number one issue. A lot of times when we get these kind of messages is these are just from people who haven't been heard. Yeah, that's a really good point. They haven't been validated. And and when we talked about this earlier, uh, even when I sent it to you, I have so many clients I give readings to. And um, every, you know, like my Hakate altar is behind me. Uh, well, my whole mess of shrine is behind me, but, um, um, she, I call her in for every reading and mm-hmm. I say, show me when you want to work with somebody. And I see her step up constantly to mm-hmm. people. And it'll be funny. Sometimes I'll see like a messy home that of course, nobody wants you to see. I don't judge. I mean, my God, we all have, I'm Sagittarius. I live in chaos and it's constant you know, like channeling of the, of the organization. Um, but she'll show up and I'll see her like pick up a laundry basket or something, you know, like she'll step in and she'll be like, let me help, you know, and, and it's still intimidating. But like, we were talking about this too, how uh, it's sort of a misconception that she's just scary and intimidating. She is a helper. She's a huge helper. Right. I love that. She is a huge helper. And I think that, um, th- you know, there's just so much to unpack. So, you know, it's like, yeah. Let's, I mean, we've already welcomed Hecate into this space, into our conversation, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, we were talking and and our enthusiasm and our sincerity awakens her within us, yeah. awakens our soul, and it awakens the part of us that is so much a part of her and pulls her presence towards us. And like we were talking earlier you know, we, we love fantasy rituals. I love rituals. I love uh, developing and, you know, teaching a great meditation or a great ritual. I love all of that. I love my altar and all those beautiful things. And fundamentally, I know you don't need any of it. Yes. Yes. All the time. I feel that way. I tell people this. It's almost like just holding space. You just need to hold space. Hold space. You just need to pay attention. And so that would be uh, to this 
goddess shy one, I would say just create some space. Yeah. Whatever it is, even if it's, you know, when you're in the shower in the morning and you just start to talk to her, or maybe you put a really beautiful image of Hecate as a background on your phone. Oh, I love that. And contemplate it, you know, just study it. Like we, you know, how those of us who are students of the tarot, you know how we study the cards, right? Like we look for the symbolism and we under just, stu- you know, just get into communion with an image that really speaks to you, I you know, like, and follow that, you know, follow the that trail, follow her threads. You know, she's the weaver of time, follow the threads. And she'll, you know, she'll lead you where you need to go if you just start to pay attention because it's, I hear this so often, you know, people are like, well, I can't have a proper altar or I can't do a proper ritual or, you know, I'm so worried about all of this. And I just want Hecate to really be present because I need to heal. Um, you know, I need to do all these things. And, and it's like, you know, trust me as someone who, you know, has, like, I don't even, I mean, I can say I've had hundreds and thousands, you know, I've had like over a thousand students and certainly I get so many emails, I wouldn't even be able to count them. Like, just pay attention. That's my answer. After looking at all of this, just pay, she's already there. She's it's in your true. dreams. Um, one phenomenon that I absolutely love that I've been tracking a little bit lately, and it kind of happened spontaneously. We were having... Um, a class and I teach a master course of Hecate and witchcraft called the Miss Die. And um, we were having a class and we have, we call them medicine bringers. So the featured speakers in these classes. And there was this, that one of the speakers started talking about how she believed that the first time she encountered Hecate when was when she was at a really low point in her life. And she met like there was this mysterious woman at an elevator and I thought, I think there's something to that. And then a few oh, wow. other students shared the same thing about these encounters at elevators with mis- with with women who were out of place. They didn't belong, like they were in an office tower or they were in a hospital. You know what I mean? And there was this woman that really didn't do anything or say anything, but just kind of comforted them in some way. Not even in yeah. an obvious way necessarily, but sometimes the woman actually did give help. And I like, we need to follow that. So my point being is that Hecate is already in your life. So it's not a yeah. question of whether or not you're worthy. It's a question of allowing yourself to see that she's there. Yes, I love that. And and one of the things that I said to you in the email too is like, look at the most famous story about her where she goes and pulls Persephone out of her literal hell. You know, mm-hmm. Persephone was not at her strongest. She was at her, her most traumatized and she was saved by the goddess in that moment. Also, um, I always get self-conscious when um, you say Hecate because I usually say Hecate, but I'm trying to stick to Hecate. Oh no, say Hecate. (laughs) I think that's beautiful. Um, You know, say it. I've heard it said so many. The first time I heard it said probably 25 or 30 years ago, it was Ecate. I've heard this too of a friend of mine who's an oracle and channels her a lot, often says she doesn't want us to say the H. And I'm like, well, I'll try, but it, <laughs> I've been saying it now for a while. So, I mean, I don't know. I, to me, I'm just like, when someone's like, you're supposed to say it this way, I'm se- I'm just like, oh, yeah. I'll just turn Apple your volume down and on with my life. We can all say 
whatever, however, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that though. I, um, I also love what we touched on a little bit earlier about women mostly and the unworthiness. And this is also, you know, we're conditioned, like we're mm-hmm. supposed to be beautiful and not angry, you know, oh, don't be angry or you're supposed to be pretty and pleasant. Um, God, there's that that book turned into film uh, room where the young woman is abducted. It's horrible. And the thing that always resonates with me, because I am a bitch. I'm proud to be a bitch. I only use bitch as a, as a compliment. A bitch is a woman who gets what she wants. And when people are calling somebody a bitch, it's usually because she's getting what she wants, you right. know? And I'm all about that. Um, but in room, she yells at her mother and she says, you raised me to be nice. That's how I got abducted. That's how my life was ruined. Because my purpose was to be nice. And if anything, I feel like Hakate gives us permission to be bitches, to be selfish, which I don't think selfish is a bad word. You know, if you have pets or people you have to care for, like, yes, be selfless in that care. But selfishness is self-preservation and self-care is important. When she comes in for me, uh, when I feel her the the most and the strongest, it's when I am neglecting things. Like mm-hmm. she's called me out. I mean, she's called me out on like, d- on freaking basically like the same mistakes I was repeating in my last life that I carried into this one. That mm-hmm. she goes that deep where it's the, the stuff that I used to do that I will sneakily do now calls me out on all my shit. But I was saying this to you earlier, you know, like when I was um, a kid, I, you know, I have, I have a lovely mother, a nice mother, a sweet mother. And if anything, I'm always like, stick up for yourself. You know, I'm always <laughs> trying to make her like, make her remake her in my form almost where I'm like, you need to be bitchier. But, um, when I was, um, when I was a kid and I first got like a taste of Madonna and she was just like this, like sex positive, yeah. magnificent, like she was the boss, that energy made me come alive. And then I had this high school drama teacher who was like that and just, um, just like take charge, tell it like it is not going to soften the blow, you know, just very, um, like the information you need and we're not going to get sentimental. We're not going to get emotional about it. We're just going to get it done. And I have searched for that kind of feminine energy mentor my whole life. And when Kate first showed up for me and I started to, because mostly it was just like, she would appear when I would meditate. She, you know, there were like lots of signs. And it was when I started my other podcast uh, where the magic happens, she started coming through. And, and I'm going to talk to you about dream stuff too, because I did see her then. I would see her on a throne, you know, when I would meditate. And then the first time I saw her, she actually... Uh, materialized and came out of a mural of herself and walked around behind me and like dared me to run out of the room because I was terrified. But they also told me she was waiting for me in this, in this temple. And um, I was terrified. And I knew if I ran out of the room, she'd be like, well, that's that. And this is my experience with her. And I think that she and I, well, I know in my last lifetime, we were, we were dancing a dance together then too, but my experience with her is she's hard on me, but that's, I think, because uh, that's what I wanted. That's what I was looking for, you know, and she's mm-hmm. filling the void that I had for this amazing, magnificent female energy. But with most people, you know, the, the, it's a Persephone thing. It's like it's um, 
the introduction to her is more gentle and she's a protector. I mean, there are times, and and I was telling this too, you know, I was always afraid of the dark. I was so afraid of the dark. I always sleep with the nightlight on because as a child, I had a lot of, um, you know, like with my mediumship stuff, a lot of terrifying things would come through. I am no longer afraid of the dark because I know Hakate is in the dark. And not just that, not just that, that like she's given me a whole different vibe about the darkness and shadow work, you know, to embrace like the, the aspects of us that we're ashamed of and we're not empowered by. And there's still parts of us that we'll, that we'll never get rid of. But she's like this master instructor on how to weave all of that into a fabulous bitch. I mean, like she, her energy is like, like the most beautiful bitch in the room. And when I see her, she's, she's tall. I mean, she's like 14 mm-hmm. feet tall sometimes, you know, like you're not going to miss her. <laughs> I mean, you said so much. One of the things about, about Hecate uh, coming in this tall kind of um, super form that uh, what, uh, something I've heard a lot from students is that she, like her eyes will glow um, and they're either red or green. Like she has these green lasers. Multiple people have had experience with her, like zapping these green lasers at them, kind of like just searing them through, you know, oh, to get, get, get that deep level healing. But you, you said so much. First of all, I, you know, I'm proud to be a bitch. We were just watching that yeah. Netflix show on the history of swear words. And oh, I want to see that. Oh, it's new. And they have a history. There's a, an episode on the history of the word bitch. And like I make a new vision board every year. It's kind of like my big talisman for the year. And uh, and I put it. It's the it's the, you know, the wallpaper on my computer. Mm-hmm. And right in the middle of it, it says ambitious. Oh, I love that. And I it, love that. There's so many things I'm putting on my devices after. Right. That. Like ambitious. <laughs> I'm to reclaim that word. And I, I believe that reclaiming that word is part of like reclaiming the sacred feminine in all of her faces. And I feel with Hecate that she's like the end of a long road, you know, so she might come to us when we're broken, because when we're broken, it's like we get to that road a lot faster than if oh life God, is yeah. kind of, it kind of, you know, it can be rough, but it's not. But when we're absolutely you know, having that come to Hecate moment in a heap on the bathroom floor. It's like all of our persona, ego bullshit, it just falls off, right? Like once you hit yeah. that bathroom floor because you're, you know, you're you're in despair and you're at that moment, then that's why she breaks through because like you, that's been shattered. The whole false self has just been shattered. So I do, and she can be very gentle uh, and compassionate and very like strident, very like, this is the deal. Here we are. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to, oh, yeah. do you want to do better? Do you want to be better? Do you want to keep suffering? Is this what you want for yourself? Yeah. And I think it's so true what you said about, and this might be a little bit controversial. I too firmly believe that like, this is, um, I, I believe like our lives often are thematic. You know, that each incarnation for some of us, not all of us, but some of us have a certain space we occupy in the web of the universe that is largely unknowable to us. Yeah. Um, you know, when we're here in our conscious self, um, that some of us have like themes that we go from life to life, more or less fulfilling that 
theme, that role, or that archetype that we embody, that we just do it in you know life to life, and we may progress. I, I you know I believe that we progress to something greater eventually, but I so I firmly believe that you know I've been this is kind of who I've been, yeah. um, in different iterations, been been a you know a daughter of Hecate across lifetimes and, and spaces. And to me, that feels right and true. I'm not saying that you have to be this way or that, you know, there's something special about me. I'm just saying, like, for me, this is what feels right and true, that I came back to Hecate, but I, but actually what I was doing was coming back to myself. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Right? I mean, that's, that's exactly what she does. Yeah. She brings yeah. you back to yourself. And sometimes you need a little, little Persephone, you know, Persephonean uh, hand-holding. <laughs> Um, it, you know, when you're really in despair and sometimes you need a good kick in the ass Yep. because you need to be reminded of who you are. And I think like getting back to the, the one who sent you the email, like I'm just thinking, you know, we have so, so many of us have so much fear about how powerful we are. That's what we're afraid of. And I often think when people are saying like, I'm so afraid of her. I'm not worthy of her, all these things. It's like, they're actually like looking in the mirror and talking to themselves. You're right. You're right. right? That's who they're talking to. They're, they don't think that they are worthy of who they actually are. Yeah. Because they've been, you know, taught to be less than, or they're, you know, taught all these things that we get taught, this, this programming we go through. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and one of the exercises I'll do, uh, a lot of times with students and private clients, when they're really, when they're like enchanted by this idea that they're not worthy, um, we do a mirror exercise where, you know, they look in the mirror and they say, like, I am worthy. Um, you know, I am of the goddess and the goddess is in me. Yeah. And I have a soul. Hecate is soul, anima, mundi, soul of the world, anima. And I acknowledge that I have a soul. Therefore, if she is the soul, yeah, she must be part of who I am. It's it's so yeah. this is the thing that I love talking about. I know a lot of people love kind of the very um interesting aspects of Hecate as queen of the witches and dark mother and all of these things. And for me, it's the ancient writings about Hecate as soul as mm -hmm. that really like does it for me. It's like, this makes so much sense. I agree. And, and there's a mother, there's a mother there that nurtures. It's yeah. It's, yeah. And that she's soul, you know, like, and that's, mm -hmm. I think that's just so powerful when we start to say, yes, she is the queen of witches and so on, dark mother, great mother figure and all these figures because she's soul and soul yeah. soul's what's missing in the world today. So true, right? Like we're yeah. so materialistic. We're so into ego. We're so into all these things, yeah. you know. You know, consumerism. All these things that are anti-soul. Yep. We were just talking about this before we started recording, and then I was I was telling Cindy this um, one of the, like the lightning bolts I got at the end of 2020 is about moving into the high priestess mode. You have to become a hierophant first, and this is like a big one for everybody. But social media, they keep giving me downloads about social and the, the toxic versus like the actual useful aspects of it and everything. Um, but yeah, the, the soul is being lost 
we needed to be able to communicate because the changes that are coming, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, we we needed to see what was happening. And mm-hmm. like, it's the one time I've ever been glued to TikTok was watching the personal videos people were making and seeing, because, you know, the reporters can only be so many places at once. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, we have media that chooses to show whatever they want. So I was, I was very much attached to it and had a great vibe from it during the Black Lives Matter movement, all the protests. But now we're supposed to be moving away from it. We're losing our souls. You know, people uh, get drained when they scroll through Instagram and it's not part of, it's not part of what we're supposed to be doing anymore. Um, I wanted to touch on this amazing thing too, when you were saying the mirror exercise, uh, because you're very intuitive, obviously, you know, you're psychic and you've channeled so much um, just rich, dynamic information into these books. Like I was just explaining channels to my mom the other day. Um, I saw Cheryl Strayed give a talk and I went up to her afterwards and I was like, did you know you're a channel? And she, she goes, you're the second person to tell me that. And she's like, are you a psychic? And she asked for my business card and I was over the moon. But um, um, I was telling my mom like channels are generally successful, usually writers, you know, sometimes filmmakers because uh, we have a message that the collective needs. And mm-hmm. even, I mean, it's terrible that JK Rowling um, does not understand trans people and has said such stupid things, but she's a channel. Like she did say, she did bring a lot of magic and, and um, even like the stuff, the lessons with bullying. I cannot believe the stuff that's come out of her recently, but she's a channel. Mm-hmm. You are obviously a channel. So much of what you're teaching, even this mirror exercise, um, uh, it was maybe like a year and a half ago. And this was when I was getting these downloads about, uh, goddess energy and how some of us, we, we reincarnate enough times and then we are absorbed into a goddess. And then I I was trying to explain, it's like mall Santas, you know, like, like, um, we all get to be part, you know, we're all part of source when we go on, but then uh, a goddess is sort of like its own source. So some of us go and we get to be part of that. Um, but they were giving me, it was at the beginning of these downloads and, um, I had just gotten out of the shower and they were trying to tell me something about Christ energy Mm -hmm. and, and they, they were saying something like, but you know, you have this, you have this potential too. And I was just like, Oh, how cool. But then they said something else and it was something about Hakate. And I walked out of my bathroom and I have this, um, in LA, I'm not there right now, but, um, I have this amazing, um, Hakate shrine with a glass door and the door was open, which it shouldn't have been open. Mm-hmm. So when I walked out, the light hit it and I saw my naked reflection in the glass as they were saying, you are like Hakate and you'll be, you'll get to be yes. And I was just like, oh my fucking God. I was was just like, what does it mean? It was amazing. But then the reflection, you know, to to look at yourself. And so like, look into your own eyes and experience this worthiness and to give yourself permission to feel worthy. I mean, it's very powerful. And I think you're right. The people being afraid of her, it's a lot of afraid of yourself. It is a lot of, and it's, you know, and it's, and it's programming, right? Like it's what's, it's it's the invalidation, it's the trauma, it's all the othering and the bad way of othering that so many of us have been through. And I'll say this, um, you know, kind of one of the messages I always like to deliver is that, you know, Hecate and those of us who are closely attuned with her, and we often identify as witches, 
mm-hmm. um, but not always. But you know, Hecate and witches, like we have a vital for play, uh, vital role to play in the web of the world. Yes, like we do. You know, we we're not advocating that the whole world become, you know, smoky eyed brown. <laughs> Um, you know, Hecate and witches who go around, you know, with dragging books on astrology and depth psychology with us, which, wherever we go, you know, we're, but could we make that retirement community? <laughs> <laughs> but we have a very vital role to play in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. You know, and we always have with social media and the way the world is today, we have the power to connect with each other in a way that would have been in, in terms of physical presence. I think we've always been connected to each other. Um, you know, like we don't really need, yeah. the internet. I don't, you know what I mean? Like we can connect. We're part of a web. We're part of something much more than who we are as individuals. And I think why this is happening today is that the world has been so consumed with artificial light, you know, the artificial light of consumerism, the artificial light of, of doom scro- scrolling, the artificial light of, um, you know, thinking that any, that daddy's going to save us, you know, on the, the, the societal <laughs> level, you know what I mean? Like yep. all of these things that we've been, the artificial lights kind of burned our retinas in a way. And it's like, we, you know, we, we stop and Hecate is basically like, she closes our eyes so we can see the dark yeah. and that we, the world needs the dark, yeah. you know, as for as long as like we have avoid our own shadow, we live in, in, in this like trap of what they sometimes call like toxic positivity. Yep. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly what it is. The, wh- when there's only love and light, you have to integrate your shadow into yourself. Your shadow is yourself. And we were talking about how we both have a lot of Scorpio in our charts. And, you know, it, it took me a long time to get okay with um, just like different aspects of that. And also last year, and and I heard a lot of it was Akate getting me okay with death because I'm, I'm a vegan and I'm so sensitive to animals and like, I'll go, I'll, I could sit and completely unravel just thinking about the things that are happening in the world right now. And I will do it sometimes like a little daily unravel where I'm just like, it's too cruel. It's too awful. But I heard her come through when I had, um, I had this family of squirrels that I was like very invested. I mean, I'm quarantining in Florida right now and I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) I'm like mistakes were made, but I knew that I had to come here. It's ancestral karma healing. It's all kinds Mm -hmm. of stuff that's happened, but it doesn't have an expiration date. Thank God. Um, but I had this squirrel that I had like inadvertently tamed and then she had babies and then a cat attacked one. And, and then I was taking it to the vet and I was sitting in the driveway waiting for my mom to come out, you know, get with the keys. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm saying, you're strong. You're like your mother. You're going to be okay. And I started to pray to Hakate, and she said, they're not all supposed to make it. And I was like, fuck, I was so upset. And that little baby died on the way to the vet. And at the same time, you know, I lost like both of my dogs died in 2020. Mm-hmm. Like I had so much weird death surrounding me. 
and this is a very Scorpio thing, you know, and this is very Hikate thing, like death is okay. Death is part of it. You know, since that, since, since the mama squirrel passed, she was electrocuted of all things, like in our backyard, which is, which is crazy. All with all these squirrels and like that she would land like under the power lines in our yard of all the yards she's running around. But, um, now she has, uh, evolved into a power animal. And when I see her, mm-hmm. it's when I'm journeying or doing past lives for people, I see her and she's massive. She's a giant squirrel with eagle wings. And I'm like, oh, well, you're fine. You know, like, like death is transformation. It's, it's, I could sit and unravel and think about all the, the pain of it. And it, that, that pain is not the point, you know, it's the transformative process of it. And even, you know, and it, it's funny because she has had a heavier hand with me. I think in my last life, though, it, we had a more gentle relationship of mm-hmm. um, more of a more of a Persephone thing, you know. <laughs> but but um, but in this one, it's like it's like the lessons come quick and they come in a little harsh. Um, I did want to ask you though. There's um, you know, she really started showing up. She really started uh, putting her face out there when the last president was elected. Um, and I, I, I had been telling people as soon as it happened, I mean, it was devastating, obviously that he was the president, but I kept saying, I'm like, no, he's a catalyst. He's a catalyst, like something, you know, and now we have age of Aquarius and we're going to have all this amazing reform coming. The next couple of years are still going to be really painful and awful. I'm not super optimistic about 2021 being a, a much more fun than 2020 was, but now we have all this change coming. Um, and that was when she stepped in with me. And that is when she stepped in for a lot of people. When did she first, when did you start feeling your connection to her in this life? Oh, so this is so interesting to talk about, right? So I <laughs> like, I love this subject and I love, like, I love talking about collective shadow mm-hmm. and like the collective shadow needs a figurehead. Yep. And it got one, you know, like the like the hierophant of fear mongering and hatred, right? God, yes, yes. Um, That's what happened, and you know, obviously, not everyone voted for that person, and so on. But um, but you know, the the collective shadow, not any individual, but the collective shadow was in such a state, yeah, um, that this is what happened. Um, you know, and it's so sad because it's ruined so many individual lives. So I'm not being blase about what this is at all. I'm saying like, as an observer of humanity and, you know, a student of history that from that perspective, not a feeling empathetic perspective, but from an observational perspective, this is the collective shadow and the collective shadow gave birth to this. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a, there isn't, there is a pandemic. It's not COVID. It's fear. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, COVID, like those kind of pandemics come and go. They're part of, they're part of like the earth. Yeah. Right? They, they're horrible yeah. at the individual level. It causes, you know, not to diminish anything that's happening, no, but no. they've always been part of humanity. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, you know, the earth will act to correct herself. Hecate will act to correct her planet. And but when this collective shadow, these figures will emerge, it's like it gives birth. So I think on what we're seeing, like on the the global level and why Hecate is like in television shows, in comic books, like she's everywhere. It's crazy. Everywhere. You know, pop stars are singing songs 
uh, you know, with the her Hecate's wheel in the yep. video, like she's literally everywhere. I'm like, and she is the antidote because her darkness is so dark. She can take all of ours. Like she can take the collective darkness. Yeah. And make and purify it, you know, yeah. so that we understand that our the shadow is not to be rejected or denied and to help us on a collective level to become more compassionate um, have better boundaries and not be so damn nice. <laughs> yes, there. Right, that's the thing. Yeah, right, it's, that's it's the thing. true. It's true, and 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 not to discount nice because I I you know um, I'm Sagittarius. My moon is Leo. I want to make people feel loved and prop them up and go go go. Encourage encourage, but at the same time. Nice doesn't really accomplish much. You know, nice will stunt communication mm-hmm. and nice will uh, maybe compromise a little too much when there when there's pushback that's necessary. And I'm so grateful that that age of Aquarius is kicking off because we are overdue for a new renaissance. And now is mm-hmm. a time when we get to share ideas. And even what you keep saying about the darkness, um, what I really love and what I want to point out too about darkness, and a lot of people don't know how to do shadow work. Um, I'm actually editing an article right now on, on shadow work that I think is going to help a lot of people. Um, but like, look at the things that come from your dark side, you know, your dark sense of humor, poetry or stories, or the way you communicate to one of the few people who really sees and accepts you, you know, your mm-hmm. dark side is such a strong, powerful communicator. And when it's stunted, and you know, I, I lived in Utah for a minute in a terrible marriage, and there, you know, we know the type that's in Utah. There's like a lot of, not to not to like diminish blonde hair, you know, but there's a lot of maybe not necessarily natural blonde hair, a lot of um, plastic surgery. There's a lot. I mean, I think Utah's number one for plastic surgery in the country. It was oh, wow, yeah, for for paid porn and plastic surgery. It's and sadly, um, very high in teen suicide as well. It's a terrible place. I. Um, do think that they're about to get a bad earthquake this year, um, which is uh, my dark side. The dark joke I used to make about Utah was the best thing about Salt Lake City is it's on a fault line. And now I keep getting like, oh my God. And my my a really good psychic friend of mine who's there right now is like, I think they're getting an earthquake soon. So anybody in Salt Lake, please, especially if you're listening to Cool Witch Podcasts, you should definitely consider going somewhere that's not on a fault line. Um, but uh, what I will say is uh, when I was in Utah, nobody would show their dark side. Like no no one had integrated their shadows. And it was so, the hardest thing was to form a human connection mm-hmm. because everyone was only pushing light. And there was, and I, I really came to appreciate our shadow sides. I mean, they're sort of like the gritty, rooty version of us. They're almost, I, I mean, with my closest friends, like think about how you can have d- dark humor with your closest friends, but not with someone you just met. You know, there's a reason that our shadow sides are so important. And when people are neglecting them, like they're, they're it's not even your half of yourself. You, can't, you have to have that presence somewhere in there. And I mean, my stuff with Hakate, when even when even when she's pissed at me, you know, like um, because I get lots of this from her and I get lots of toe tapping. And um when she does show up for me when I when I do invoke her and 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 I'm like babble, she doesn't want to hear that you love her. (laughs) Like that one I've learned. Um 
And of course, I'm always like, but I love you. Um, but the the other thing too is um, she doesn't need to be worshipped. It's not about that. And people, that's a huge misconception is she doesn't want your worship. She wants you to worship yourself. She wants you to honor and empower and turn it back on you. She's not some false freaking God with an ego. I mean, if anything, it's like, I think with all the shadow that she is, that how dark she is, that the ego, I don't ever really feel ego with her. If anything, she's like, she always feels very busy, you know, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of bitches are conjuring her on a new moon. She's got Santa Claus, got to be everywhere. <laughs> I love that. Um, but I think it's like, I mean, you just kind of gave me a thought and it was kind of like something I hadn't thought of before. So thank you for that. It was like, what's Hecate's mission? Ooh. And Hecate's mission is that, you know, the continued expansion of the universe. Oh, God. You know, like when you said that she's free of ego, like, so does Hecate have a goal? I mean, we can only, of course, speculate. We don't know. But, but like, we can imagine that her goal would be the continued expansion of the universe. And that, you know, if it is in the will of, of her, the, of the universe that the earth continues, then her goal would be, you know, that the earth continues Yeah, and that we continue, like you said, to those who are called to her, that we continue to do our self work, to help others, to weave that web that is that safety net where there is the the positive shadow. You know, there there is an acknowledgement of trauma, of addiction, of all those things that we don't like to talk about. Um, there and there's also the you know the positive shadow, like you said, dark humor, but also the things that kind of get eclipsed um, that live in the positive shadow. That were like maybe when we were younger, we loved to draw, we loved to dance, oh, and they. Yes gone into the shadow too as we've gotten older and move more into persona or ego. So the, the shadow is the aspects of us that we don't bring to light. And, you know, it is trauma. It is all those wounds and things we carry. And it's those things we left along the way that want to come back to light that are part of who we really are at the soul level. So, so, I mean, I think like if we can speculate, if Hecate has a mission, it would be, you know, for the universe to continue. Yeah. You know, I love and, that. And how do we help the universe continue? Like in terms of like being part of a web mm-hmm. that it's through this self-work, you know, like, yeah. at, you know, as Anima Mundi, when we work on ourselves, we work on the world. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. You know, like we're not isolated, you know, living in this kind of, you know, that this just capsule that it's just us. Yeah. That if you are like, you know, if you identify as a witch or another form of like highly dialed into the deeper world individual, whatever label you might use for that, um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that if whatever, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter, use whatever label works for you. But if you're highly dialed into the deeper world of, you know, dreams and intuition and whatever it is, that gets you in there when you're working with animal medicine, whatever it is that gets you into Hecate's realm that, you know, as soon as you acknowledge that that's for you, it's real. And when you first bump into that, it can be absolutely terrifying. But as soon as you get that, though, this is real, then 
you mu- we must know that we're part of that. Yeah. And if we're part of that, then we're all connected. And what we do really, it makes the difference. You know, it's not, um, it's not as individualistic. You know, when we talk about sovereignty and we talk about the recovery of truth and all these things, it's not, it is selfish. And it's also about changing like the entire web of the collective, you know, the deeper collective, yeah. the energetic collective that drives and thrums the whole system. Yeah, that's really you know good. What I mean, so it, it's yeah. really interesting um, how Hecate has become so dominant in pop culture. Um, no, which is just further proof that further like, proof that the world is hungry, like it's parched for soul. It's parched for acknowledgement of shadow. Like it's parched for these things because it's been denied. You know, we've been out in the blaring sunlight, like you said, in that kind of very artificial um, way of you know presenting, like in just living from this persona of like the perfect woman, for example. Yes. Yeah. That's nice and never gets upset and never gets angry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I, I think we don't need to be nice. We need to be good. I agree. I love that. I love that. There was, um, I really want to, I'm, um, I'm like, I'm like, what's this thing I just read? It's in your book. There's, um, there's a bath and a tea and it's like a journeying thing that you have in, in your new one. Um, I loved it. And the ingredients, I was like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. Like I, I should have had it pulled up actually. Um, do you know which one I'm talking about? It's like it's an actual journey. <laughs> I'm going to find it and I'll post it. Um, I'll post it somewhere because it's so good. Uh, but, but it was funny. It, you um, Have you ever heard of like Bible flips where you t- you open the Bible and you pick a thing, you point to a page and it's supposed to reveal what you're supposed to do? Oh, Bibliomancy. Bibliomancy. what it is. Bibliomancy. I didn't know it had, and of course it's called Bibliomancy. Of course it has a word. <laughs> so, so, well, I did Hakate Mansi with your book and that yeah. was the, that was the thing that I went to and it really resonated with me. It was the thing I was most excited to try to do. Was um, it the Children of Rebirth ritual, the Medea ritual at, or at the start of the book? No, I have, I I have a thing like, for, for ritual bathing. So I'm like, what one were we talking about? I feel like it was um, for for. Uh, prophetic sight, maybe, and a veil thinning tea or something. The the stuff that you have in here. I was sending pictures to my Virgo cousin today, who um, I've started like a big business thing with, and she's amazing, and she works for multimillionaires on making their companies great. But I I sent her pictures from things in the book that I need her to do for her. And she was eating it up. And this is like a very business-minded Virgo losing her shit over this book. Um, but um, what was the thing I was going to tell Oh, so I want to start trying to channel now and meditate on, I'm going to totally do this bath and tea actually to do so. Um, Hakate's mission statement. I love that. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to tell you, an Oracle friend of mine who uh, will channel her sometimes for events, uh, she actually got, it's written on my, on my board, um, over my bed. I I write down like all the little things that come through that I know I'm supposed to get used to believing before I will take them off this board. But one of them is doubt is worse than fear. And I love that. It's so Hakate. And, and it's funny because when I first heard it, I thought it was like, um, I thought she meant of herself, like, don't doubt her worse than fearing her but then I came to realize she means yourself like doubting yourself is worse Mm -hmm. than being afraid 
it's, there's so much, oh God, and now I'm like, so on this mission statement thing, but there is so much to her. I also want to talk about, um, the, the male, uh, the, the men who have come for you. Cause you had a lot, which is further proof that you're saying, you're saying things that are very important and that you have a very serious <laughs> message to help. I mean, not just the female collective. I know a lot of men who work with Akate, but. Um, right. And that, and that's, di- you know, that's different, but I like what you said. Like, so we do oracular work in my school um, as well. And I've, you know, I've channeled Hecate. I don't do it often, but there's, we do a series of three rituals over the course of the year called the rituals of the sacred cave. And I will, those are the three times of year that I'll open myself up as a conduit through which Hecate or sometimes Cersei will speak. And, you know, definitely like this idea of like not doubting the self, not doubting who you are, Mm -hmm. um, is set an important theme. And also that the, the, you know, that you are so much stronger and another theme that has come up over the years, and this can be really hard for people to hear, especially women who are really called by Hecate, is that like you're sacred. Yeah. You're sacred. You know, that you are not wrong. Yes. You are not yes. wrong. God, yes. You are sacred. You are, you know, you are part of. Hecate, this dark mother, deep soul goddess, the goddess at the end of the road, the goddess who holds the key. Like you're part of that and you're sacred. And it, you don't have to be, it's not about being popular or even being liked. You know, you might have a really kind of shitty personal life. You might be like the, the person who wrote you the letter, you know, that she's in an unhappy marriage and all of this. All of those surface things, you know, can persist. But underneath, in starting to know that you're sacred, like you're sacred and you can, you know, and and if you switch that, you know, in psychology, we call it the locus of control, you know, or, you know, we call it giving your power away. If you stop focusing on the other so much and reclaiming yourself and getting that, turning that priority to yourself and how you see things, I think, you know, that's like Hecate's message. Yeah. And it can be delivered like gently or it can be delivered loud. One of my favorite stories is a student once said that she appeared to them um, in a dream and she was sitting in the kitchen. They were in the family home. So going back to the roots, right? She was sitting at the kitchen table, filing her nails with her feet up. And it was just like, I'm just, I'll just sit here and file my nails until you are ready to do the work that you need to do. Yeah. I love that. Isn't that great, great. It's a great image. I, it. Tell great me, when, I asked you a while ago, but I, we've got sidetracked. What, how did she first come to you? How did she first appear to you? Oh, so this is an interesting story because it is so absolutely boring. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have an exciting, you know, I don't have an exciting story at all. Um, I was really at a low point in my life. Like I was at, at one of those real big crossroads where, um, my second marriage had fallen apart because of me because it wasn't right. And it was my fault. Um, you know, I'm not taking all the blame, but it's like, it was a lot to do with me. And I was really miserable and unhappy. I had been involved with Artemis and Persephone, Isis, 
um, you know, throughout my like early womanhood as I went, you know, I had started out as a single mom with my older son, went to college, got my PhD and had always been with Artemis and Persephone pretty tight, talked to them daily, um, you know, did my things and finally was at this low point and I was in the basement folding laundry and you know, it was super late at night. We've all been there. You're yeah. exhausted. The world is falling apart around you. The laundry still needs to be folded. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. One no one else is going <laughs> to do it. And you're exhausted. You know, and I was just like in that almost transcendent space when you're that tired mm-hmm. and you're doing chores. I love, that's why I, I stay up to like 4 a.m. to achieve that place. And that's why right? that carries and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's very transcendent. Um, And and I was, and all of a sudden I just heard this voice and it just said, it's time. And I was like, (laughs) and I knew it was Hecate, which is very, you know, and I didn't know much about her at the time. I'd always been like a big fan of goddesses. And like I said, talked to Artemis and had my guides very much into the the whole thing in kind of a, uh, a very like personal way. Yeah. And I knew a little bit about her and I was like, oh, it's time. And that was it. That's all I got. Wow. And then things, I was talking to a good friend. Um, so this is about 12, a little over 12, 13 years ago. And I was talking to a friend on Facebook Messenger and she was like, what is this and what is that? And I said, um, you know, like, cause she was like, what's going, you know, you're going through a lot. And I was like, I don't want to talk to about any of this. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just want to show up in my own life. And so she, this woman is a mystic. She's an older woman and, and has kind of been a mentor to me. And uh, she's like, what did you just say? I said, I just want to show up in my own life. And then that was like, that was it for me. That was the answer when she said it's time, you know, so it wasn't, a beautiful ritual. It wasn't anything like that. It was me hearing that and having a knowing. And so when people come to me and they say, I think it's Hecate, but I'm not sure. It's like, if we are here having this conversation, it was Hecate. Yeah. Yeah. Because she led you here. She led you to me. She led you to this moment, you know, and you chose to follow. Yeah. 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 I, it's so funny too. And I just want to tell people who get afraid you're probably, she's probably, you're probably not going to see her. I mean, it is scary to see her, but <laughs> she's not scared. You know, it's just like, oh my God, there's a, there's a giant goddess in a cloak here. You know, it's, it's scary. But, um, the last time, because now I just feel her, she doesn't, she doesn't really materialize as much for me anymore. But the last time was actually in this bedroom. She made me unplug my nightlight before she'd come in. And I was like, okay, oh, I'm not afraid. I just, I just want you to know I'm not afraid. I unplugged it and um, I was standing right there in front of my Hecate uh, statue and everything. And she got right up behind me and swished her robes and hit the back of my ankles with them. And I giggled so hard. Like I was just like, like I just like lost it. It was, I didn't know she was there and I could feel her be delighted by it, which I never get to, like, she's never delighted. You know what I mean? She's always very no nonsense. Like, let's get it done. I'm on a schedule. And the noise I produced, like, just tickled her too. So there is like this, I know I'm, I'm, 
I shouldn't say there's a playful aspect to her, but there is like a loving mother, you know, like she, right. she tickled her baby is how it felt. Like, I really felt like, like, um, did, did you, did you watch the latest season of Sabrina? With- I've never seen the show. Oh, it's fun. I have a lot of qualms with the latest season. And I think that's because they tackled Hakate. And of course, nobody's ever going to do it right. But they show her in one moment. And I was like, what? Really? This is weak. Um, but they also, and it's the very first episode of the season. And I will say, because um, they have great writers on there. But whoever wrote this scene, they were sort of like mocking the crone of the the three faces like the crone is like withered and not sexual and not to be valued and I was like oh right knock that off like I was so mad because this is like the crone image that we're all working against um but in that moment she felt very like mother you know very maiden and I I really haven't I think because that's not what I saw I I didn't I didn't seek her out to be um, maiden that aspect so much as I did. Like I want the crone version of Hakate and the mother version second, you know, like I want her to be uh, strong with me. So she is strong with me, mm-hmm. but I think people, you know, crumpled on the bottom of, or like lying on the bathroom floor, just trying to get up. She's going to come in and be gentle with you. There are three faces of her. I mean, she's, she is, she's everything. She, and there is such a kindness and a gentleness. And, you know, when I did go through loss and could barely get out of bed, like I absolutely believe she sent the squirt. It was two days. I was um, devastated over losing my second dog who I'd had for over a decade. And, um, the moment I got out of bed, I, I was still in the same pajamas for like two days. I go outside and a feral wild squirrel is approaching me and climbing on me an hour later. And that animal, when I journey and when I go to like, it's usually like very dark underworldy places that that animal's with me. I absolutely believe Hakate brought this squirrel to me and then taught me more about death and, and transformation with a squirrel, you know, and squirrels are an animal that remind us to be playful. So there is like a gentle, playful aspect to her if that's what you need her for. That's not really what I am a Sagittarius. So I'm just like the clown of the Zodiac. <laughs> like I need somebody to crack a whip on me, you know, I, I need <laughs> in line, but I do think for anybody, um, intimidation. I mean, I, I think she's just intimidating. She's the goddess. Any goddess you ever, whoever materializes or you invoke is going to scare you a little bit if you've never done that before, but that's not her purpose. She's not coming in to scare you or to get you in shape. You know, she's coming in there to literally lead you by the hand the way she has done for Persephone for so many. Right. And to take us through that underworld journey. I mean, there's so much medicine in the Persephone story, right? That's why it persists. Yes. God, you know, that Hecate was the only one who would come to her. She came out of Hecate's cave, right? And that's, yeah. um, you know, and that like in, you know, like um, in my school, like in the book, you know, the book is designed for anybody to do on their own. But in the school, we really work with the energy of Hecate's cave and the underworld journey, you know, and replicate in a modern sense, those ancient rites, you know, the, the uh, um, Eleusis, like we do a cycle of that because it's like she comes from the cave to comfort you and lead you through your underworld journey, which is the journey of wholeness, right? Which is the journey to yourself. Like Persephone became 
Persephone, she goes from being Kore, which literally means daughter or maiden. It's yeah. She was unnamed. She didn't even have a name. You know, it would be like if you or I were called girl growing yeah. up, right? In the myth, yeah. girl. Like when Hecate comes to her, she's girl. Yeah. I played Persephone in high school, which is right? so great. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then it just reminded me, I forgot. <laughs> right? and, and, you know, and then Hecate comes and comforts her. And then there's all these negotiations. And Persephone ends up, you know, with Hades and becoming queen of the underworld. And it's Hecate's job. Well, not her job, but, you know, her role is that she goes and greets, you know, meets Persephone in the underworld because Hecate can, you know, abide in the underworld. And then she brings her back to the middle world, to the material world. And that's her role as guide. And that's what she does for us. Yeah. It's so that we need to go like Persephone. We need to go into the underworld, the world of dreams. Yep. The world of rest, the world of darkness. We need to go to those places. Mm-hmm. And, and yep, that's, what experience, that's what that's what we signed up for. It's so funny, too, because um, there are some scholars who believe that um, she started out as Persephone and transformed into Hecate and pulled herself out. But it's so funny. I remember I totally forgot that we did the play in high school. I don't remember Hecate pulling me out. And I'm like, what's that black spot in my mind? Because I'm very good at blacking things out. But um, I played Persephone. Can't remember how I got away from Hades in the play. Isn't that, that's crazy. In some versions of the myth, it's Hermes, you know, Mercury. Yeah, I don't like, think anybody knows. Like, we just need to push, you know, and it's, it's just gets into oh, this, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the kind of like the way that, Hecate as a symbol of like ultimate feminine authority mm-hmm. that, you know, she get like, she was pushed out of some versions of the myth or she was called like Persephone's or Hades servant. Yeah. Oh yeah. So all this business, like where Hecate and meanwhile, is, she's a Titan. She's nobody. Titan. Yeah. <laughs> and, she's, and she's liminal, you know, she, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, in the theogony, the you know the writer Hesiod said that she rules over land, sea, and sky, and Zeus, you know, and Zeus bowed down to her. That's not exactly. Yes. What I know, I know, but, but I, you know, it's like basically <laughs> even Zeus wasn't having anything to do with her, and and she had free reign, um, which is really like talking about. I think at the like it's about something deeper than the gods, something more than the gods, yeah, something more than the Olympians, something yes. that is. You know, it's something that is so primordial uh-huh. that it's not, right? That it's not primordial, about, exactly. you know, yes. like the, the gods in their temple on Mount Olympus kind of thing. It's something that even Zeus said, that's just going to, even I know better than to interfere with that. So it's so interesting. And I think you mentioned earlier just about when we are talking about like, Reclaim a lot, reclaiming a lot of this mythology, um, reclaiming that the feminine can be sacred and it can be a very empowering um, goddess, face of the goddess that comes. And like I said, the Hecate comes at the end of the road. So a lot of us kind of go through um, different faces of the goddess before we kind of get to the the crone. Because even yeah. if Hecate comes to you as a mother, she looks like a young woman 
or she's got three heads or she's got green green, green lasers, whatever it is. She, <laughs> she represents like the crone. The crone is not just this wit wise and old woman like from a performance of Macbeth. Yeah. You know, where she looks absolutely as horrible as possible because we need to deny uh-huh. we need to deny the power of the primordial feminine, right? The oldest feminine. So, you know, I think that's that's what she is. Like she you like then that's not being the crone is not about looking a certain way. No. It's about being the one who has witnessed it all. Yes. It's another word like bitch that we're trying to take back. Right. Crone is wisdom. Crone is experience. Like it's combining all three. It's it's power. It's the most powerful one, really. It is, right? And you know, it, it's so funny that you know the like you said. I haven't watched Sabrina, um, but you know, in how we um, talk about the crone, yeah. It's so I think that's a big part of this whole movement too of coming back to the darkness. And is you know, like we get to a point where we realize we can't look thirty forever. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. Like we just can't. Like we just yeah. can't. There's not an yeah. amount of plastic surgery unless no. you're Jane Fonda, maybe. Maybe Jane Fonda. I mean, Nicole Kidman is for sure a witch. Like there's no, have you seen her recently? I'm like, that's magic. I'm glamored. We're all glamored by Nicole because she's doing, I want to I know who she's working with. <laughs> clearly. And like, clearly. Clearly. Witch. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. She also just has like a bit. I mean, she's a witch. She's definitely yeah, she's clearly. She she became a Scientologist briefly or not. I don't even know the backstory with that. Married a Scientologist, but that was, I think, just so she could be cool with witchcraft since they were both into weird stuff. They had to respect each other. <laughs> Scientology. I mean, we could go into that oh whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Like- All of that's the thing too. Like this is and this is that I've told you I'm working on that. Um I'm working on a cultural appropriation episode because it's important, but it, oh my God, it's like, it's like eating me alive. It's so hard to do this research honestly and, and come to something with it. But, um, um, what the hell was I about to tell you? Scientology. Oh, the thing I love about witchcraft and that I keep coming back to with everything is unlike organized religion, witchcraft it, it encourages you to be an individual to seek your own power. Don't worship somebody else. You got it in you. You don't need to go outside for it. I still like, um, I still like spiritualist church, but those are led by mediums. I mean, that's still, <laughs> it's like not church church. Um, but yeah, I, I think witchcraft is seriously having its, it's well, second coming. It's how many times now has it, has it been resurrected? But because of that catalyst we mentioned earlier, I think people are finally fed up with feeling powerless and mm-hmm. we're all taking our own power back. And that is what the goddess offers. You know, that's what Hakate offers. And I did touch on this briefly, but like you had a bunch of creepy male groups come for you, which is the sign that you're saying something that's scary to them. I mean, you're terrifying them. <laughs> you know? like, and, and, you know, it's it's um, funny because even if you go, like, for example, on the Keeping Her Keys book Amazon page, the most popular comment on the reviews on the Keeping Her Keys book Amazon page is a really hateful male one. Oh, my God. Why do and, you know, if anyone is looking like and wants to show me some love on the Amazon page, um, to get rid of this comment, it yeah. because it's got so many, 
you know, there's lots, there's hundreds and hundreds of comments, but this one has just been like, I've voted so many times and. Oh my and, God. And it's, it's, and you know, I, once in a while I'll say, I say, Hey, just go like something else. Go like Matt Oren's comment or something. Go like somebody else's comment. Yeah. We can, this one cannot be the most. Um, it needs to be flagged too. Popular. I report it, but there's actually, there's nothing against the Amazon standards. It's just someone who didn't understand what the book was about and hates women. It's probably um, from one of these gross little, I know that they're pronouncing it parlor, but I think it's supposed to be pronounced parlay. How yeah. lovely that it's losing all of its footing too. But I feel like these guys get in there and they post a link to something like your book and they're like, hey, let's all go take a dump on this. <laughs> no, they do. It's a real thing. Um, I've written articles, blog articles, and it's ended up on some of these web pages, and you know, people and some of these these people in these groups, you know, would like tag me on it and pull me into their toxicity. And one time, I think it was a little about a year ago exactly, that I had written this article called "2020 is the Year of the Witch," just talking about the astrology that the year was going to be a lot, and that this is what we were made for. Yeah. Like when yeah. are made for hard times. Yep. You know what I mean? Like when you like, and th this article um, had gotten quite a bit of attention and it really got shared in a lot of these groups where people are like, oh, oh, it's just another stupid Wiccan doesn't know what she's talking about. And then, and making fun of me and belittling me. And I'm like, a lot of this is um, just their own fear, their own projections. Right. But it's just been such a thing that I've had through, like just last week, there is someone, I don't even know their name. Because the other thing is, I'm not overly involved in social media. I try to, I, I read I all of my messages and try to keep up and get something up on Facebook and Instagram like once a week. But I'm not, I don't like t Twitter or Tumble or TikTok or any of those things. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I try to be out there doing this. And uh, so I had a message last week from someone who's been a follower for quite a while. And I know I got to know her a little bit. And so I was like, oh, I'll make sure I read her message and see what she has to say. And uh, she had she had been kind of enchanted by this Christian man apparently christian but i'm not saying christian in the terms of like you're you know the people who call themselves christian oh yeah who, who wouldn't know you know if jesus came up to them they'd probably yep. like bit on him yeah um, right yeah anyway another yeah. that's a whole they, other they would hate crime jesus yep for sure yeah, but, it, but you know it, it was one of these ones who in jesus name was going to read the world of witches um <laughs> and jesus loves witches Jesus, comes Jesus okay, can we be clear? Jesus yeah. was like a queer witch. Yep. And that's yeah. a mystic. And this is who Jesus was. And that's just, we're just reading the Bible back to y'all. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, and, you know what I mean? Like we're not even reclaiming or doing no. those things that we love to do with mythology. We're just like picking up the Bible and saying, see here? Yep. He's a <laughs> Yeah. Well, and he's come through so many times, like, um, you know, he, he's not as, um, I don't know, he doesn't have as much of a, of an agenda as like other deities, but, um, Jesus, like the last time, uh, well, no, I saw him here too, but one of the last times he came by was, um, cause I was having cramps 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's just he's just got like a very um honestly like a very sexual energy and he's a healer you know and he wants to give you protection and i he comes in all the time where uh when i'm doing fertility stuff for people mm-hmm. um he's come in he comes in a lot hakate is totally cool he's like a peon to her obviously but um you know she's fine with him sometimes they don't feel like they like each other different deities but like yeah everybody seems to be fine with jesus he just feels like um a little bit of a mama's boy, like he's often with Mary. Mary often like introduces him <laughs> to witches because we're all cool with Mary for the most part. But yeah, Jesus is like not at all this Christian version of Jesus. It's a certain type of Christian, like not like the Jimmy Carter oh, Christian God. version, yeah. like the, the angry Christian version. Yep. yep. So this fella, so this follower of mine had kind of gotten enchanted. And you know, these figures can be really enchanting to us, right? Like they can really mesmerize us. And so she had messaged me saying, like, he's in, she said, he's inviting witches to go on his show, um, you know, to talk to him about witchcraft. And she had tagged me on one of these videos of his. And I just, I wrote back to her, I said, I wouldn't give him the dirt off of my shoe, let alone my time, because all they want, all these people, a lot of men, they're just hungry for attention. And if you <gasps> don't give them attention, then they shut the fuck up. Thank you. Thank you. This is what I was going to say earlier. You getting even hate from this book. I do want everybody to go in and please flag that and um, vote everybody else up. Like, like the comments under yeah. number two. All you have to do yeah. is just click Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. But this is... That's the thing. This is somebody who, um, and, and I've been very gentle in talking about, um, I mean, for sure that it's a very different plight to be born, uh, into, or to choose or to feel to, if you identify as female, like you're going to get a lot more shit in this world than if you identify as male. And at the same time, they do have this strange penis performance aspect that we don't have to deal with. Honestly, mm. I think if I had a penis, I'd be amazing at using it personally. But maybe that's because I've gotten to spend so many lifetimes as a woman and I just think penises are kind of silly at this point. But the fact that they have like all this um, ego and identity wrapped up in this body part. And um, I've been in relationships with men who have erectile dysfunction and it has nothing, it had nothing to do with their health. It was all mm. about the the way they hated themselves. And man, it's like, it's like not even, you know, when I see, and again, I'm in Florida, when I see these guys driving a massive truck and their job is not to haul things, you know, it's just like, it's so obvious, like to, to read a comment like that and just be like, oh God, the erectile dysfunction. Like, why do you got to, everybody knows what you're really saying is like, I'm unhappy with my penis performance. Like it's like, everything comes down to their penises. And and yet they have a loudspeaker about how their penises don't work when they behave this way. Even, um, granted, I haven't been out of the house in forever, but when I lived in LA um, or New York, um, catcalled, being catcalled, mm-hmm. um, every time it feels like they're just trying to rob you. It's a weird, uh, like a, a grab and run kind of thing. And when I would yell back or, or engage, there went my power to them. And they loved it. They'd smile. They'd eat it up. When I started, when I finally realized the key was pretending I didn't hear them, they got none of my power. And they'd feel louder. They'd use their energy. They'd give me their power. And now 
when I get when I get catcalled again someday, <laughs> we'll see if I get to leave the house before I just totally turn to dust. Um, but now when it happens, I'm like, that's right, motherfucker. Your power's mine. And I give them nothing. I just pretend I have AirPods in or something. Yeah. And they hate it. They hate it when they when we don't give them the, I mean, I just adopted this little dog and she loves, she tries to get negative attention. She'll like chew on a cord my computer from not giving attention. They're the exact same way. They want that toddler negativity from their mommies. And not all men, not all yeah, men. But, there is all like men. but I mean, and, and it's funny because I just bumped into this so many times when I was first starting out. And even now, you know, a lot of people think they kind of, not people, but there, well, there are some women involved in this, but there'll be men, mostly white men, who mm-hmm. think they own Hecate. Oh, that because I reclaim, because I reclaim a lot of the history through a new lens, through a feminine lens. And because I say, you know, I'm a researcher, uh, you know, I have an earned PhD, I'm a psychologist, I collect data, I analyze things, and I know exactly what I'm doing. And I know that I'm, I'm not sharing my opinion. Yep. I am sharing what people are having as experiences of Hecate. They cannot, like there is a certain very small segment out there that think that they own Hecate because they read the Greek magical papyri. They don't <laughs> yes. even understand it. They think they understand it. But they, you know, they just take it that they, they're spiritual literalists. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even understand that this is symbolic, medicinal. This is of the soul, you know, that they think it's all about how you sp- pronounce Hecate's name, for example. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, and they really, really are threatened by anyone who, a woman in particular, who, you know, is, is not going to have any of their t- like not going to have any of it. I'm not going to believe because you have some made up degree from, you know, oh some non-existent college. Yep. I love um, you said earned PhD. I've an earned yeah, PhD there's a, there's from a, an APA accredited school. I don't, you know, not to diminish other universities or schools. No. But it's like, don't come at me with your pretend education. Yep. You have um, informed facts. And informed opinions, but mostly but it's funny. And, and for me, I was talking to an old friend from grad school the other day, and this is still my, we all have tender spots, no matter mm-hmm. how much, you know, recovery we do, how much we get whole, into our wholeness and our power. My tender spot is still when I think a man is coming for me. Ooh, I, 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 yeah, I don't like it either. No, I don't like it for me. I don't like it when someone, you know, when I perceive, it's like, why are you... Trolling my Facebook page. I have hexed. And I and that was the other thing I stepped into since I caught it because I was always, I was always like, oh, I don't want to put it out there because threefold. Ma, ma, ma. No, I hex all the motherfuckers now. I don't care. And I, all I do is I put a little bow on it and I send it right back. And right. I have, since I started podcasting, I have had um, oh God, I can't I can't wait to hear from you when you hear this. Um, I have this one guy who um I have seen him. He's he's significantly older, his dick does not work. Uh, I, that's all your every message you send, every comment you leave, that's all you're saying to me. That's all over and over. I know your dick doesn't work. We know, we get it. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing. And I I when I re- I always think back to this partner I had. He was my husband in my last life, and then we were together in this one. Um and uh, I was doing this podcast thing. It was sort of like an NPR thing um, in Brooklyn. And it was it was great. I would tell stories. And I had a whole crew 
of these little boys and they were all like basement virgins in their mom's houses. They'd get together and they'd come attack me um, like online, you know, and Mm -hmm. it, I remember breaking down and he would always say, why does this bother you? Why does this bother you? Now I look back and I'm like, why did that? Like, well, I didn't know what it was yet, you know, but it's, it's painful. It's hard when these creeps do that, when they target us, you know, it's, it is painful and, and it has to be validated. I mean, also, you know, you and I are living as women, so we know how much more there is to deal and cope with. Right. I mean, men have, we have to have these conversations. It's not disrespectful of anybody else's experience. No, no, no. Like saying, Here we are. There are still men who will come after successful women. And there are men out there who have fetishized um, Hecate. Mm-hmm. And made her into this sexual obsession. Oh, my God. Yeah. And really, you know, it's basically instead of watching porn, you know, they've projected. And I was like, I was preaching. I was delivering a sermon. (laughs) (laughs) The Church of Ecate. Real lightning bolt. (laughs) (laughs) And those little poop poop noises. That was funny. so I just think there's so much misogyny out there. And I think there's so much um, of this fetishization of the goddess, whatever face she is, by, like, again, a small minority of people, mostly white men. Um, and, you know, they'll come off as like, you know, you have to do it this way. You have to have this certain ritual. You have to have this certain thing. And like you said, a, these are a lot of really, like, lonely individuals who spend too much time on internet porn um, and really project and kind of transfer all of this objectification that's already in them onto Hecate and they have no concept of women as actual living, breathing creatures. Yeah. And so they'll come after us. When I first started, I had this funny fella. He's so funny. He used to write blog articles about me and he didn't even like and make fun of my smoky eyeliner. Um, and it, it, the things he would say, like, it's just like he wrote this article. And it's like smoky eyeliner, love of cats and you smoke too many cigarettes. And I was like, well, I'm allergic to cats and I had to give up cigarettes. And but basically you're right. But, but <laughs> even though we've never met. But it was like such a projection in his mind. Like, you know, he had a type. And like I would say that your basement fellas, they were it wasn't about you. No. There was something, an archetype of a certain type of woman who identifies as witch, who identifies as powerful, who identifies as straightforward, that that's their problem is with wanna be, yeah. The archetype, not any individual. You're right. And they want to be as confident as the woman who publicly identifies as a witch, you know, because they're like looking at this thing, you know, this thing that's greater than any of us as individuals. And they're like, I want that. Oh, yeah. God, talk about like how uh, detrimental to the soul social media is. Porn is like 10 times worse. I can't. It's so funny because I was like, oh, my God, that's right. People still watch porn because I mean. I know that there, when I, when I have watched porn, I will watch like, well, not in years, honestly, but like I would go find amateur where it was a couple and they loved each other. And that's hard to find. (laughs) 
I would like, have no idea what goes on in the world of porn these days. Yeah, it's like, I don't I don't even know. I'm sure there's something horrible. Like it's probably gotten worse. But this is the this is a huge problem too. Is that women are acting in porn? You know, women aren't really porn. They don't make porn for women in France. They do. I mean, that women direct it in France because I uh, not to be like the French know what they're doing, but. <laughs> Definitely when sex comes to sex, yeah, so it's so French. Um, yeah, but but the, there's so many like just garbage piles out there who have access to everyone with the internet. And yeah. if anything, that's just something, you know, I'm just trying to like put my boundaries up more because I had a big psychic attack last year. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I mean, it was really bad. And it's like a day, it's daily maintenance to keep those uh, kind of like psychic protection boundaries up. But people need to be doing more of that. We really need to, like, we need to keep the energy on ourselves and our boundaries, Mm -hmm. knowing what our boundaries are. And I just want to circle back to this thing about this Amazon comment. For me, like, at first I was upset by it. And then I was like, I kind of like it. Like, I like bringing the assholes into the light of day. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know, drag the like, vampires into the light. Right? Bring, them, bring them into <laughs> the light. Destroy them. Uh-huh. And, you know, like in, and keep them where we can see them. Yes. Yeah, right? I agree. Well, look how that just paid out for all those idiots who put their faces on camera on their own videos. Right? Like, not, the FBI's knocking on your door. Yeah. It's like, it, I mean, we don't even have to do that much anymore. <laughs> like, they're right? turning themselves in. They're like... I'm on Facebook and, you know, I'm here being an idiot. Um, And I think we just have to, like, it's so much, like, as someone who, and and this is just advice I would give for anyone listening, like, it's like, well, if you're just getting started with Hecate, what should I do? I well, you know, look to your dreams, look for her already in your life. She's already there. Look, Um, you may have a vision of her as a embodied kind of apparition. It may happen. It's very rare, but good for you if it does. Um, But you'll see, but she'll come in other forms. And, you know, not all of us have the same gifts. Like if you talk about the Claire's. Yes. Yes. um, Thank you. Mm -hmm. It can come as like a, you know, you might hear a message. You might actually see an apparition. One of your gifts. You might have a a knowing. Yes. With the sensation of the swishing robes. So many people have had that. I've had that happen to me a few times. You know, and it's just like, it's that way we need to perceive her in that moment. Yeah. You know, it's something that's so much beyond like our, even our very clever, which is psychic minds. We're very clever. Yeah. But so, so I would say just do that and get yourself away from the assholes of the world. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And I'd also say, um, uh, they told me this, I didn't know this. Um, they're like, that's why all the dogs, when I was leaving my second marriage, which was a nightmare, um, uh, and a very scary one. My, I was my, he was like threatening my life and uh, like very scary. I thought he was going to kill me, honestly, in the end. Um, I suddenly, and I knew something was protecting me and guiding me and I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was yet. And there were all these dogs. I'd be driving like um, six lanes, you know, um, to going to tra- traffic going in opposite directions and a dog would run out in front of my car and I would hit the brakes and lay on my horn and all the cars behind me would stop and all the cars on the other side would stop. And I, and I would save the dog, but no exaggeration, six different dogs in a month. 
and this was like right before I started getting, I started feeling her, um, you know, cause she's got her hounds and like, uh, but there, are, it's not just seeing a key on the sidewalk, you know, like she, and d- dreams for sure. And that's another problem is people forget their dreams, you know? And I, I encourage everybody to keep a dream journal because even myself, I wake up and I'm like, Oh my God. Wow. And I go to the bathroom and I walk back to my bed and gravity has already pulled the dream out of me. And I can't remember what it was. And I just have the sensation of whatever I learned and I can't write it down. So definitely that is an easy time for her to come to everybody. I mean, even like your, your, your dead relatives, your ancestors, your guides, dreams are, that's their portal to us, you know, their direct, their direct line. Um, yeah, but this was so good. I really hope, um, what was her name? Goddess shy. I really hope. Yeah, it was so sweet. I really, really hope she, this has encouraged her and encouraged everybody listening. You don't have to be living your, like, I'm, I'm almost like, I doubt Hakate goes for like JLo, you know, does JLo, I mean, JLo's got JLo. Like, I feel like she goes for those of us who need her, you know, <laughs> like, just, like, you don't have to have the perfect life to call in the goddess. It's, it, she's there for you. Right. Um, and then, you know, she is the dark mother and her darkness is so deep that yeah. she can take all of our darkness. So she doesn't expect like to be perf- perfect or to be worthy of her. Because, you know, she already knows all of our darkness. It's just yeah. coming into yes. presence with her, right? She knows, she knows you. Yes, she knows like, you. What she, do you think you're hiding? Like, what? Yeah. She knows you better than you know you. Right. There's, there's no hiding from her. Oh my God, this is like all giving me so much permission. But in, And pay, <laughs> pay attention to the synchronicities, the hounds, the keys on the sidewalk, the women at the elevator that makes no sense that they're there. Pay attention to these synchronicities. Yeah, yeah. There's so absolutely. much in those synchronicities. Like don't diminish them. And yeah. and pay attention to your imagination. You know, like and honor your imagination as a sa- as really like the sacred space. Yes. Yes, I love that. And you know, so don't cuz you know people will be like, "Was well, it just my imagination?" It's like, well, "What do you what would you like it to be?" Like yeah. what could be more sacred and more of a portal to the deeper world in our imagination? Like, oh, I love that. So, you know, just honor that and, you know, work towards figuring out what you want. Like if you want out of the marriage, if that's really what you want. And because yeah. what I found, I mean, we, we had said we were going to touch upon being successful, like being goal oriented, being driven, but knowing yeah. what you want, like what you actually want, what yeah. prosperity is to you. A lot of, you know, I, I left the city took my sons and we moved to the middle of nowhere in a little tiny, (laughs) this would not be prosperity for a lot of people. Um, But to me and to us, it is living where we do. Um, So figure out what you want. And I think that's really like, that's the medicine of Hecate. Once you, you know, start to heal from those wounds and you get into that place is what is it that I want? What are my boundaries? I love that. Yeah. What do you, what do you want? Um, and yeah. like someone who works with magic, like, you know, in casting spells or however you do manifestation, you know, all these things. Um, what is it you actually want? Like you want, not what um, you think other people want you to want. Yeah. I think one of the best, that's a really good, that's really good advice to manifest, be specific. Yeah. 
I mean, it's funny because I have so many things that I want. So I always tell her, I trust you. Bring me what I need. I always tell her, bring me what I need. But that's that's because I've worked with her for so long now. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm different. I'm always like, yeah, you know, like it's a negotiation. It's mm-hmm. like, this is the thing I want. Um, I'm willing to work for it. And then it's like, is that true? Is that really like something that I want in my soul? Because like I, th- like, I think what you said, you hit upon it. You know, it's like when it comes from your soul, yeah. bring me what I want when you're that open to it. It's the same kind. I think we're just coming at it from different angles to the same, you know, we're yeah. flying to the same airport. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's just uh, really getting clear and allowing presence to be, you know, what your soul actually wants to manifest. Yeah. And, we're, and working, working on it every day. Um, I, you know, I agree. Hecate will make you work. So if you're one of these so-called lazy witches. Oh, my God. But if yeah. you're willing to do the work, you can be really, really successful. And I think we all deserve to be really successful. And let me tell you, it's a lot of work. You got to show up every day and do the work. It's and, true. Learn, and learn how to do things that you don't know how to do. And, you know, keep like this is like, you know, discipline. Hecate is liberation, but she's also discipline. That, that more than anything, right? The yeah. tension of opposites. She's liberation and freedom, and she's discipline. She always feels so Capricorn to me, which I almost was a Capricorn. So <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I'm like, okay, my Mercury's in Capricorn, so at least there's that. But yeah, work ethic. She is so she is so serious about work ethic. And Mm -hmm. one of the quotes she made me write down, where did I get it? Um, uh, Under doubt is worse than fear on my board. I have the foundation of my work ethic is a prelude of my legacy. And she had me write that one down. Yeah. She's all about the work ethic, but you're right. She will make you work your ass off. And then she clears the road. So Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you have to, I mean, you still have to journey, you still have to work for it and walk down it. It's not that, and that's a huge misconception about witchcraft is you just pray and masturbate and set something on fire and you get it. Like it doesn't, you have to work your ass off, but she makes everything feel, I don't know, more worthwhile. Like you really feel it. I mean, a couple of big things that she had me do just last year, including my psychic development course. Oh, I forgot to plug that. Wow. But I have a psychic development course that I worked really hard on and I channeled. And while I was making it, I was becoming more psychic and she was, and usually she's very, um, you know, snapping her fingers at me. It was um, more of like a patting my back, like, good job, good job. Keep going, keep going. Where I was manic and didn't sleep for days because I was so connected. I just kept channeling so much of it. But by the end of it, I had become more psychic like way all my clears came alive which was crazy and that she was like there you go and now you also get money too but i was rewarded in in two different ways like the thing mm-hmm. that i was working on i became better at which is you know every time we you know you write a book you become more educated because you researched it you know but but it was it was just it's a lot of reward with her but it is a i mean and it's threefold it's as, as hard as you work she will reward you threefold for that work oh, you know you'll be well rewarded for it and you know it's like it's not about i mean it's lovely to put flowers on the altar beside her you know the icons that you have of her it's beautiful mm-hmm. um and you know what she's calling you to is 
to work, like to, yep. to manifest, to be the most you can be. That's yep. what she wants for an offering. Yeah, you know, that's true. Her wine cup, she has me buy her own box of wine. That's only Hecate's. I, I'll drink of it when I'm when I'm like doing something with her, but because um, sometimes she does make me drink when I'm not planning to drink. Um, but she has her own box of wine. She doesn't care if I fill that dish with wine every day. She doesn't care if I light a candle every day. But if I sit down and I work at my laptop on the projects that I've asked her to help me with, that's what she wants. And that's mm-hmm. that's the other thing too. She's not, she's almost like she have you watched American Gods yet? No, I just discovered it and I am obsessed and I really am very picky. I don't like anything. And this is phenomenal. It's um, Neil Gaiman's book made into a series on stars, which uh, I I would pay $50 a month to watch this. No exaggeration. It's so good. But it's it's like old gods versus new gods and how they want to be worshipped and blah, blah. Um, Hakate almost has a new god feel in the sense that like she doesn't want all the the whistles and bells she just wants you to be the best you and and it is it's like a collective grows it's like she is the collective you're you nailed it on so many different levels in this um but okay so this went really long and i'm sure everybody will love it but <laughs> Cindy, do you want to tell people where they can find your stuff cuz you teach a lot of online courses and things you have lots of so you can find everything. The hub for everything is at keepingherkeys.com. It's spelled just like it sounds, keepingherkeys.com. If you want to apply to join the school, you can learn more about that on the keepingherkeys.com website. Um, I think it's slash learn. And I uh, teach a master course. I do about once one a year. And this year we're starting the Miss Die in the fall. So come on over, um, check it out, see if you're interested um, in the school. We follow the Wheel of the Year. We do this cycle of the rituals of the sacred cave, these three major rituals. And um, it's a, you know, my teaching methodology is, you know, structured programs of learning in a collaborative learning environment with live transcendent experiences once a month. Um, Ooh, I love that. I also asked you, and I forgot because this is my first interview that I'm doing for Dear Witchy Poo. Um, what are the keys to your magical success? What do you consider the keys to your magical success? The keys to my magical success would be, in addition to the you know the kind of the principles I write about in the book of uh, passion, kindness, and integrity. Mm-hmm. For me, the keys really are curiosity um, and tenacity, discipline. I'm a Gemini with a lot of Scorpio. To me, discipline and patience are things that I've learned and things that Hecate has helped me, you know, develop within myself. So discipline certainly is one of my keys. Um, And focus. Focus is so important when you are a mutable sign and everything is interesting and wonderful. Um, You know, I am wisdom is one of my keys. That's my word for 2021 is wisdom and my, I always have a power word for the year and I have a word for each month. And my word for this month is respect. Um, and so that's my key that I'm receiving and getting into the medicine of now is what it, what respect means, uh, self-respect and uh, what that is. So that's, that's what I can. So I, I kind of do a key a month, you know, it's like I love that. and I have one that's- word for each month and that's the key for that month. This is so Gemini too. It's so funny because like the Scorpio and the Gemini is like curious researcher, you know, like, yep. and I'm mutable too. And it's a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> I 
mean, we, we are the best to travel with. I will say that. Beautiful. Well, and we're the most creative. And, you know, if we mm-hmm. can get disciplined, if we can yep. pull that out, um, however it might be for us, right? Like then we can really accomplish. We're kind of unstoppable. It's we'll true. Be, like it's once true. we get disciplined. Yeah. Everybody needs a mutable on their team. We're also, the mutables are all the, the number one serial killers of the Zodiac, unfortunately. Virgo's the Right? Maybe it's Pisces. It's not us. We're we're down on the chain. The we're in the three and four number slot. So Gemini and Sag are down there. <laughs> so I'm just like, that's an interesting fact. <laughs> what are we gonna do with that? <laughs> I know, right? It's it's Pisces and Virgo, you gotta look out for. It. <laughs> but, okay. but, but this was so great. Um, I can't wait to do more with you. You're seriously such a bright light in the the witch community, whatever that is taking shape to be. But um, you, wisdom is probably the word I would use for you. And you are so educated and everything. You carry a wisdom, but you've earned a wisdom, just like your PhD. I mean, crazy, crazy good stuff in these books. I am so happy that you did this podcast and that I get to talk to you forever and send you annoying emails all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks so much for having me. This has been delightful. Thanks. Thank you so much, Cindy. Um, until next time, you guys continue to live a life that's worth burning for. Visit witchypoo.com to become a patron and hear Hakate secrets with Cindy, as well as bonus content on making your own magic. My psychic development masterclass is currently buy one, get one free at half the price. Uh, send your letters to dearwitchypoo at gmail.com. And don't be afraid of the dark especially your own.